Orange and yellow and purple and green Orange and purple and blue Red and yellow and pink and green Orange and purple and blue I can sing a rainbow Sing a So a very good day everybody, it is the 17th of December and it is a very cold 17th of December, it's been reasonably bright but it's gone definitely a lot colder and we are going to talk about something very serious in a second or two. Let me first um, go across the mountains in the car and down for an hour or so and uh, meet up with terry whitehead so first of all i'm just checking everything's okay you're in terry how are you and um is the cold uh, is it your end as well it is cold vince it really is it's, it's just horrific uh cloud formations coming from the north from your side coming over our mountains so i don't know what it's like your end but it's certainly been, it's been, yeah, it's been wintry today. It's been wintry. Yeah. Okay, well, look, uh, we talk about things uh, of many different uh, ways that we can uh, discuss for and against. But we've got a subject today, which really is something which, when you first mentioned it to me, I thought I was having my leg pulled. And it's the subject of colour blindness. Um most of us will know and be aware that it exists, but um, the depth of the problem is quite interesting. And certainly, I think you will open our eyes up to many different things because it's something that you suffer with, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. Suffer. Yeah, I don't really suffer with it. It's something um, uh, you're born with it, um, so you, you don't really know. You know, if you've only born with one leg, then it's very obvious you've got a problem. Uh, born with colour blindness, you don't really know until somebody does a test on you and tells you that you're colour blind, um, which happened to me when I was about 10 years of age in primary school. I had to go and see the, uh, the nurse. We all did a little health checkup. And obviously, one of the tests they did was a standard colour blind test. Where she said, Oh, you're colour blind. And she came out with a phrase which I've never ever forgotten. She said, because I said, well, what does that mean? She says, well, you can't be a pilot, but you can be a clown. So I've been, I've been a clown all my life now, Vince, to be honest with you. I got <laughs> used to it. It fed up with the big red nose and the big shoes, but I seem to be carrying off all right. Um, well, obviously, uh, I picked up on it very quickly because uh, we were talking about things that have become... Uh, rather stupid in the media, you know, uh, all the different sort of groups of people who are making claim, laying claim to yeah. some sort of club, uh, yeah. something that's offending them or something that's affecting mm. them. Um, and when you mentioned colour blindness, um, I went and obviously started looking into this for myself. Um, and then I see that they also call it colour deficiency. Now, has that ever been yeah. described so for you? Or is that something that, um, you, you know, you would take exception to? Or is it a deficiency? 
No, well, other than when I was 10 years old and somebody told me I was colourblind, I've never had reference to it at all, ever, all of my life. It's something that, okay. Um, to be honest, I, I let, to, to, the way I can describe it, I can picture it now, uh, the scene was me sitting in the class, you know, as a seven, eight, nine-year-old, whatever, and, and with the crayons in front of me. I can picture them now with the crayons in front of me. And, and each crayon had a paper wrapping on it. And on each wrapper was, it said, brown, blue, red, green. Um, and I understood that trees were green and uh, that the, uh, the, the branches were supposed to be brown. So I, I sort of learnt that. And, but when, as the crayons got worn down and the paper seemed to be torn off, uh, I ended up grabbing all sorts of colours to colour my, uh, whatever it is I was doing, depicting. Maybe it was some trees or a forest or something. And maybe I was using some strange colours to, to do that with. And at which point, uh, presumably, I don't remember it, but I can only assume somebody must have pointed out to me. Because I do remember, I do remember feeling that it was a, it was um, like a, an educational deficiency that I was I was I was uh, feeling. Um, I didn't actually mean those many words, but it felt as if, for instance, the feeling you get. When you can't really do the, the the mathematics, and you're struggling to get a grip with it, or you're struggling to understand English, uh, how to write the, 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 how to write English properly with the adjectives and adverbs. Yeah, there's typical things you struggle at with a, when you're a primary school. I just thought this was another thing I had to learn. I thought this was something I was struggling with that I couldn't learn the colours. And I know until she said you colourblind, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me then. After that, to be honest with you, um, I've always had uh, an aversion to bright lights. That's something um, that uh, does get me. You'll often see me wearing sunglasses when you actually don't need them, but it will give me a bit of a headache if if I don't. And it's not something really. I then came up against. Um, until in my, my later years, when, for instance, when I started, uh, I like jumping on a, on a side, bought myself a scooter. And um, not the ones where you push along on one foot, but a scooter. And uh, a Vespa. And obviously then on the road, and now you come up against traffic lights. And it became, I, I realised that traffic lights could be a bit of a problem for me. Didn't know why, to be honest with you. I just, again, thought, well, I was... I don't see anything. I can't believe that I'm seeing any different to what you're seeing. This is a trouble. I don't know anything different to the way I, I, I look at life, literally. Um, so obviously with traffic lights, I was getting a bit of a, for instance, red at the top, amber in the middle, green at the bottom, so I'm told. Uh, the red and the amber are identical. Slight difference in light intensity, perhaps. Uh, and the bottom one being green, that depends on the green that it is. Um, they were d difficult to see. So I, I learned very quickly to look at the position of whatever lamp was illuminated. Top one being stop, middle one being the amber, and the bottom one being green for go. Um, so I'm going for position rather than colour. At night time in the UK, it got very difficult for me because I remember at that time, um, invariably in the Britain it's raining, and when you're on your scooter it's not that clever and the rain, and you've probably got a visor or something. 
and you're going down the dark road and it's lit up with, uh, in those days, I don't know what colour they were, but it's right. I'll say the street lights were either red or amber or yellow. I don't know what they were, that sort of colour. Yeah. And so the street's all lit up in that. And there's me going down the road and I have to look very carefully for a traffic light system. Either A, a situation where I expect to find a traffic light or B, actually see the shape of a traffic light post and, and something on it. Because the lamps, if it's on red and with the street lights as they were, I'm probably not going to see it. If it's on green, it was tends to be like a dirty green, and it was tend to blend in with virtually everything. So I really, I really, once I see, once I see the traffic light, I'm fine. There's not a problem. I see which one's on, and obviously, uh, accordingly, on touch wood, I've never, I've never really had a, a problem with it. I've never gone through one on red, but I know I, <laughs> I may well have done. You never know. Then. But um, it, it, it is a problem, uh, and I, I just got along with it you know really i didn't think too much about it and then in, in later years getting into the building game uh no before that let's go back before that i remember um getting my mum buying a kettle and uh me uh, getting a new plug for it and putting it on and, and tripping and blowing up uh, and, I, and i did that on numerous occasions because in the old days it was uh what was it Lev, red was live wasn't it um was it brown, was it? Uh, well, negative? blue neutral, uh, brown live, and green and yellow. Oh, blue, yeah, yeah. No. Well, the original ones seem to me that the red, the, 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 the red, that's right, and the green for the, um, for the earth were, were virtually identical. I'm looking at three cables in the end. The neutral one uh, I could see was different. And, but the, the live and the, the earth cable, uh, albeit I could see they were different, I didn't know which was which. I didn't know which was red and green. So it was, it was a 50 50 toss up, and sometimes I lost. So there was a little big flash and a bang, and the trip switch went out, and the rest of it, and screams and shouts. Uh, but I managed to keep myself alive over the years. And then uh, progressing, um, I, I, I'm a master builder. And obviously in that, we have to cover electrics as well. I do not touch electrics, any way, shape or form. Uh, I employ people to do that. And I've built a few discotheques in my time, and I do have memories of seeing what I can only describe as a complete, complete cloud of coloured cables. I don't know how many colours done ask me things. Yeah. Well, I've got visions of, of, of the electricians up in the ceilings of, of discotheques with, with masses, uh, I'm going to say like at least over 100 cables. And to me, it looked like 100 different colours. And they're, and they're binding them together and them, snapping them together and putting them back in and taping them up. And, and I'm going, how the hell are they working that one out? You know, it's something, it starts to come home then. Um, it, but it's, it's, it's you, adjust, you adjust your life to live with it. It's only in later years when you started travelling around the world a little bit that... Um, in the States, they're a great favour in favour and favour of horizontal traffic lights. Okay, I've got red on the left, amber in the middle, green on the right. It's not too bad. Um, but again, I have to be careful. And then they have like a flashing amber. Apparently, for, for you can have a you can do a right turn with lights on red in some situations in the States. But I have to be very careful of that. I've had a few toots and toots some other cars. But I have to be very care- I have to be very respectful of traffic lights in the States. Uh, in Canada, um, 
some parts of Canada that they've uh, they've um, mm. I've only seen this in photographs. I haven't come across it myself. Although I go to Canada a lot, but I go to Western Canada. It doesn't happen there. But so I presume it must be in Central or Eastern Canada. Some areas have changed the traffic light. The lamps themselves to shapes. So red might be a square, uh, amber might be a diamond, and green might be a circle. Uh, that's brilliant. Shapes are good. I see shapes. I have no problem with shapes. Um, I think I mentioned yesterday to you that I've got there's, there's one app, I, I, a little game I play on me on my phone, and it and I was playing. It was very good actually. I don't know how it did it. I was playing. I was obviously having trouble um, with the colours because it flashed up. Said, "Do you wish to?" move into colorblind mode for sugar <laughs> yeah go on so i clicked on that and all of a sudden the same symbols were there sorry the same colors were there the artifacts for each each one had a, had a symbol in it had a diamond or a, a leaf or a circle or something some some geometrical shape or, or that i could instantly see so now i'm playing i'm playing going a rough idea of what the colors are but three or four of them look the same to me so i'm looking straight away for the symbols uh if there's a blue one i haven't got a problem blue's blue um but if you've got things in there that are blue a mauve indigo violet they're all blue there is, there is no blue mauve indigo violet purple they're all blue they're all different shades of blue yeah i can't tell you what's one or the other um the most common form of, of color blindness that you'll come across is is red green and to, for the life of me, I really cannot understand how the world came to decide that red was danger and green was safe. Because roughly one in ten blokes suffers with some form of colour blindness. Now, I keep using the phrase colour blindness, which is wrong. Um, we only ever really get that in English. In, in, here in Spain, it's called uh, Daltonico. Daltonico. There's a guy called Dalton who back in the, the 19th century um, found, <laughs> found miraculously colorblindness because he was colorblind and he managed to get other people to appreciate colorblindness. So he put it on the map. So it's only really been, it's been with us since we were swinging from trees. Yet it's only been put on the map in the last what, 150 years or something. Um, so Dalton, I can't remember his surname, man, first name. Um, but in, in Spain and other countries, it's called, it's called Daltonism, shall we say. Because we are not blind to colours, Vince. We, we, we confuse them. Uh, let me give you a clue. I'm, I'll come back to the red-green bit in a minute regarding okay. safety. But uh, if you were, we were driving down the road, you and me, and then there's nice green pastures to the left and the right of us, and in the right-hand pasture, somebody had actually put a red pillar box, post box, classic British post box. I wouldn't see it. Uh, I wouldn't notice it. If you said to me, look down there on the right, there's a, there's a pillar box in the middle of that field. If I look and stare, I will pick out a shape. I will see an irregularity. I won't necess necessarily see straight away a pillar box. But I'll see a re irregularity. And bit by bit, I can, my eye will start filling it in. And I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> what that's doing in the middle of a field. It's strange, that. But I wouldn't see it. Now, red is danger. Green is, is safe, as we've said now with the traffic lights. But, you know, when that nurse said to me at 10 years of age, you can't be a pilot. No, I can't. Um, because I can't react to something flashing at me go, and go, hang on, is that red or is that green? 
it, it, it's impossible. It, it, I can't be in that situation. Um, which, uh, which is, I'd love to fly. I really would, but I'll just accept it. It is, you know, it is what it is. But why, oh, why, has the world stuck with this? When harping back to me putting a plug on my mum's kettle, is that domestic wiring has changed. It's now candy stripe for um, Earth. Is it yellow and green or something, Vince? Something like that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I think it's blue for the negative, and I presume it's red still, is it, for the live? I've no idea. But it's three very distinctive colours. It's three that we will not confuse. I'm not going to confuse red with blue, and I'm not going to confuse a candy stripe colour cable with anything other than I know that it's earth. So I can wire up any plug now with absolute confidence. There's no problem at all. I won't be blowing anything up. Okay, I'll look. Still won't get, I still won't get involved with, with technical stuff. I've, I've quickly uh, quickly looked up uh, John Dalton, the John guy Dalton, guy yeah. that you were telling me about, and um, he described his own colour blindness. So we're going back to 1794 for this, Hi. and his brother was also um, uh, colour blind, and uh, he confused scarlet with green and pink with blue. Now is that the same that you would have no, now? Can't do pink and blue. Okay, that won't happen. There might be, uh, there might be a weird, yeah. Okay, uh, I'll go along with that. If there was like a pastely shade of blue, then that could become pink very quickly, very quickly. And I, I wouldn't know which was which. I wouldn't. Um, uh, I will get confused. But as the blue gets darker, then it's blue, blue, blue. It's blue. It, it's indigo. It's violet. It's purple. It's mauve. They're all blue. Just different shades of blue. So yeah, I can understand that. It's not an immediate uh, one, but yeah, red green. Okay, it's, well now, what crossed my mind early on when you started to uh, tell me about these things is, uh, as a school teacher, I know that I went into a lot of class uh, situations. Uh, we'd go in the staff room, and always somebody would point out that certain people would likely be a problem or, you know, give me an indication as to what somebody in the class might behave like. Never in my whole career did anybody mention being colorblind. Um, and then the other thing that crossed my mind is there is a very special psychological test, which is called the Lucia Color Test which uh, companies, when they started to apply psychological testing for staff, um, they would uh, just ask for a ranking of seven colours. Now, I actually do have this test um, because it, in, it did involve many things. Uh, this is a very su superficial comment on it. Um, uh, but, you know, your reds, blues and greens were in that test. And not yeah. once did it mention anything to do with the psychology of uh, colour blindness or the involvement of yeah. colour blindness. So yeah. I, I picked both of those things up as quite interesting. Um, and in particular, again, I'm looking for things that um, we might find of interest, if, if nothing else, is I was always advised that if you, uh, for example, if young men drive red cars, I think there was a statistic that showed more young men in red cars at one time were having accidents. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but um, I remember... No, I can imagine that, yeah. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the, I don't know, maybe it's from a modern thing. Ferraris, uh, 
were always red. Mm. So maybe people thinking I'm in a Ferrari, you know, maybe it's psychologically that way. I don't know where it goes. There is a problem. I think, I don't know, once you're in a, in a car, you know, what colour you're driving, you, know, you, you, you notice other people's. Oh, I'll tell, while we're on that subject, I did notice uh, probably about 40 years ago that there was there were certain colours that car, some cars were being painted. And I used to get shocked when I saw one coming towards me because I hadn't seen it. It's obviously on the, on the other side of the road. But it wasn't until it was quite close up to me. In other words, I could see it moving against other things that I could actually see it. I, and, and this, if I remember this colour, I think it was a green or a greeny-grey, a horrible colour um, uh, that, that some cars were painted. I mean, nowadays, everything's white or silver. Uh, there's, there's not much, you know, there's not much to bother me nowadays at all. Um, but, but I do remember that. that I used to get a bit of a, a shock or a susto, as we say in Spanish. I suddenly get a shock that, good God, there's a car there. You know, there yeah. weren't many. There's only a handful of cars with the like that. Um, but actually, that made me even more wary, even more wary of, of what was on the road around me. But the, the it, say the, the, the danger thing, uh, uh, danger red and safe green, is wrong. And really, if one in 10 blokes, I'm talking one in 10 blokes, I think it's one in a couple hundred women, isn't it? That's, yes. that's a large percentage of the population are a danger a danger because of the, the fact that we've run everything on red for danger and green for safety but it, it's if for instance traffic lights were um, blue uh, blue for safety and yellow for danger i would never have a problem and, and most people would not have a problem with that so there is apparently a colour line that says yellow, yellow, blue orientated, but that is infinitesimally small. Um, but any any general colour blind person would never have a problem blue and uh, blue and yellow. So uh, if, if 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 blue was safe and yellow was danger, give me a plane. Oh, I've not got a problem. If that blue light comes up, you know it's safe. If it comes up yellow, I know it's danger. It's not a problem. But uh, red green, no way at all. And I'll tell you something else, Vince. Um, because the more you, the, over the years, the more I'm, I've been thinking about the the model I have, uh, which, funny enough, I think in Brazil is actually classed as a handicap. I would never class it as a handicap at all. It's just something that you live with, you know. But it's um, sometimes I'm watching lovely on our lovely big 55 inch color screen TVs. I love football like yourself. And some matches I'm watching, and occasionally I cannot differentiate between the two team shirts. Don't ask me what they are, but from the distance that we are in the stand with the cameras, looking down on the bulk of the pitch, obviously the players are quite small. And uh, against uh, the green turf, whether that's going to do as well, maybe it has, uh, I, I can't differentiate between the teams. So at times it looks like 21 people attacking one goal. Um, and I have to look, what's the difference? Oh, hang on, they've got a little mark on their, on their socks. Right, so now I'm looking at the socks of the footballers rather than the shirts of the footballers because I can't tell otherwise. Now, when you get when if I'm in that same match, Vince, we, we zoom into the two players having an altercation, for instance, I can see very easily that those shirts are different. I haven't got a problem there. But from a, from from up top, from the camera, normal camera level, camera level, 
whether it's because it's the distance and therefore it's only a small amount of colour I'm trying to define, or is it because it's actually on a green background? Is that coming into play? That may well do. But the other thing that comes to mind, Vince, is that if one in ten blokes are colourblind, then there's two people on every pitch that are colourblind. Now, what I have noticed in nowadays is, is, is with the, the hoardings around the ground where they get all the money from for the advertising, it's all, it's all moving all the time. That would distract me something terrible on a football pitch. I'm looking across, I'm playing right wing and I'm looking across from my left winger to hit him with a shot. Uh, I'm seeing him and I'm about to hit the ball and all of a sudden he disappears because a, a, a colour on the hoarding has changed. I can't see him anymore. Now, I've seen some horrendous passes on football pitches, I'm sure you have. And the commentators are going, God, blind, how, you know, how can you possibly have done that pass? And I'm going, I've got an idea, he might be colourblind. Because I think all of a sudden that player's disappeared, you know? I don't think they're all bad passes. I think that has something to do with it. The same with refs. Refs have got to be careful what, what colour they wear. Uh, obviously, they don't want to clash with, uh, or sorry, be any comparison to the footballers that are playing. Um, but uh, sometimes what the refs wear, I just think uh, some of the teams have got an extra player. Well, maybe they have sometimes. It, it's the more the, the more you look into it, Vince. It's it's a confusing. I get on with it. It doesn't bother me at all. You just get on with it. But it's a confusing world. But you, you touched on it before because something before about minorities. The whole world seems to be run by minorities now. Everywhere has to be politically correct. And the, the lowest common denominator seems to um, demand the recognition and, and the order um, that it should have in society. And it, that really, as you may have guessed with our podcast, that really pees me off something rotten. You know, we never had this when I was young. You, you got on with it. Wherever you were, if you were gay or you were handicapped or you were black or you were whatever, you were from another country, you were Chinese... You just got on with it. It was, it was it, but now it's been um, it's been blown out, especially with the, the, the sexual uh, um, recognition. Where I did see on ITV once on a news channel there, on their morning channel, the news channel, there the guy sit there who was talking about uh, the different levels of being between a bloke and being a woman, i.e., being being gay, being a lesbian, or, or, or homosexual guy. He said he actually came out, he's written a book. This is what going down to. That's why he was on it, I remember now. He written a book saying there was a hundred different possibilities between full-blown male, full-blown woman. There were a hundred different possibilities that a person could be. And he was actually demanding that every school should have 100 toilets so that you could go into the toilets of your choice of how you decide who you are today, you know? I'm going, this folks on the telly, he's written a book. He's going to make money out of this crap. But what's worse, Vince, the bloody world's listening. Well, let, you know, Terry, let, let's, let's get a general agreement, which is what I'm reading from a website yeah. here. Uh, which is a, a, a colour blindness guide, and the general agreement that is one in twelve men, so that's eight yeah. percent, and one in two hundred women are colour blind, right. and approximately four percent or four and a half percent of the world population um, has uh, meant that there are more than three hundred and fifty million colour blind yeah. people in the world. And the number apparently is increasing every year, according to the world's population growth, which you'd, you'd expect me to say. 
Um, but I mean, the, the the thing that I picked up on very quickly is the fact that obviously it must be getting on your no- your nerves. And of course, I was thinking then, why are you letting it get to that stage? And of course, I can see now quite clearly that there is a big problem. Uh, not so much a problem, but a, a concern, I think, more than a problem might be a better way to go with this. Um, because uh, as I outlined, you know, as a teacher going into a classroom on supply, never, never, ever came up. And uh, as somebody that got involved in psychological testing of adults, it never, ever uh, became a problem. And the Lucia Colour test came about um, because when they were beginning to uh, get coloured cars, because if you probably remember, uh, they were all black to start with, and then yeah, right, yeah. they didn't want to overproduce the different colours. And so because of that, this guy, Lucia, came up with this colour um, uh, colour test. Now, let me just go to something your son's uh, done in an academic sense. Can you tell us about that? Well, with uh, me, my granddaughter. Oh, I sorry, I uh, thought it was your son. Uh, but it, it, no, no, it's my granddaughter. No, she, yeah, she um, um, found out late on in the school life that she was dyslexic, and she found that uh, wearing wearing coloured glasses um, w- would help. Uh, to, to what extent, I don't know really. But I, I remember saying at the time she used to wear these coloured glasses to help her with the problem. How how much it helps, I really don't know. I really don't know, but um, so, so and, and apparently um, there are glasses that a colourblind person can wear. Uh, I, years ago, I tried. Um, I was at a science museum somewhere, and there was a section on colourblindness, and they pointed out said that if colourblind people can wear a red lens over their non-dominant eye, so that would be my left eye, um, the world should look. And if it comes normal, well, I tried it. It didn't really do a lot. I saw, I saw a changing, changing colour, but nothing, no eureka moment, you know. Um, so whether there's any, any, whether that would help anybody, I know they do have now like red contact lenses you can whack in on one eye. That looks a bit strange, doesn't it? Um, I was going to come to this because I, I have found a website selling these these glasses, and of course, I did first come across this type of conversation. Um, when we were looking at dyslexia, because um, apparently if you wear red glasses, it does help with dyslexia. And I had a student, Mm. he was a mature student, and um, he managed to get himself a special computer. I don't know what that was all about. But he also had these red specs, which apparently made uh, the problem a little bit better, if not a lot better. And, um, of course, in our language, we have looking at the world through rose glasses, uh, rose-tinted spectacles. So, you you know, (laughs) most of these sayings do have an origin somewhere. So that, again, you know, sort of um, made my ears prick up. I'm looking at um, another thing as well, which is quite interesting. It's the number of Indians and Chinese um, that are colorblind. I mean, they're talking about 70 million Indian people. And fifty-three um, million Chinese. Obviously, when you go to America, that's a continent, so it comes up as a much bigger figure. Um, Twelve million from the population of around three hundred and thirty-two million, and then mm. you know various other color, um, countries are given. For example, Russia's four point eight percent. So obviously, 
it is a worldwide concern, but it doesn't seem to have ever been something that I certainly I've heard about. Well, yeah, but those figures only work if you test everybody, isn't it? And you can't really you can come up with a selection. Or if, if well, one country tests a lot more than another country, then their their tests will be. So I did read somewhere that. Um, Drew's Arabs uh, are more likely to be colourblind than anybody else in the world, and, and Eskimos not. So uh, there must be a bit of Arabic blood in me. I don't know. Maybe there is. But it, it's um, it, 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 the more as the older I've got, I've realised there are people out there who are suffering, and they don't know why. I know I'm colourblind. How many people are colourblind? I've met very few colourblind people, Vince. Yet one in ten people, one in ten blokes that I bump into. Uh, have to, or one in twelve, as you say, have to be colourblind by, by by statistics only. Um, and I don't, I don't commit. I, I have to tell my clients I'm colourblind because I'll say, "What colour in the building game? What colour tile do you think go with this?" I said, "The one you like." And I will take them to the tile shop, and they will choose. And they say, "What do you think?" I said, "No, what do you think?" Because <laughs> I'm colourblind. Do not ask me. Mm. Do not ask me. Well, it's I interesting. Really color, but it, I, can't, I don't see a colour. It is interesting because I'm looking at uh, just, don't forget, this is not uh, totally scientific, but it's on the internet. So uh, sexual orientation in the UK and they're talking about uh, where's the percentage? 10 percent, one in 10. Now, what we're saying then is that the problem um, or the, uh, shall we say, difficulties that could arise through this um, lack of total colour um, awareness could be as big a problem as what we're led to believe um, has been the gay problem in, in the UK. Exactly, that, that's where I was coming to. With the say with the minorities that are changing this world uh, by forcing political the political correct officers to change laws and change and drum into us the way we're supposed to look at things. Um, I, I suddenly realised, well, hang on, what about us colourblind people? What about us, I've got to say blokes, because most of us are blokes. What about us colourblind blokes in this world? Why don't we get a fair crack of the whip? We're, we're, we're more handicapped than, than the people they're referring to in, the, in these minority groups. And like when you say one in 10, one in 12, that's a large number, Vince. Now, not, I'm not, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to cause trouble, but I'd love to get onto some sort of TV station and bring this out. Because the bulk of the people looking at the TV screen will be colourblind and not even know it. Not even know it. I well, mean, for uh, whatever reason, I had this test and I was told I was colourblind. Uh, and that was it. And that's the only test I've ever had in my life when I was 10 years of age. And if, we're looking, it's, at, it's, if we're looking at compa it, it, comparative numbers, uh, the, the percentage of the UK population, uh, uh, as I'm reading, is supposed to be black, is 13.3%. Uh, so, I mean, we're not talking that a huge amount of difference in numbers yeah. from what has never been, as far as I'm no, aware, yeah, identified. Yeah, this is, this is the point. I believe that myself and people afflicted with this terrible colourblindness that the whole world doesn't really know we've got deserve more rights. Well, I don't know. <laughs> what do we deserve? I don't, I'll work something out, Vince. I'll, I'll have a work out what we need. What would be nice, not for me, what would be nice is, the, is in the future... If at some stage the whole idea of red-green danger and safety was ditched, and at some point somebody switched out the blue and yellow, or some similar combination that 10% that, that of blokes will not have a problem with, because 
I hate to think how many accidents and deaths could be caused through colour blindness. Now, the problem is that is, me having said that, I'm risking now having my driving licence taken away from me. Oh, somebody say, oh, hang on, you're colour blind, you can't have a driving licence. No, you can't see traffic lights. So we have to be a bit careful here. You know, it's a bit like the Me Too syndrome, isn't it? Do the women want to come out uh, and say that they're sexually assaulted by a bloke? Well, they just want to keep their mouth shut because they don't want to destroy their careers. Uh, this is the sort of serious situation because I've always considered my colour blindness has been quirky, you know, a bit funny, quirky. It's not a problem. I'll, I'll some people sometimes see me in some strange coloured socks. I think they're the same, but apparently they're not. <laughs> uh, my, my, dress, I, my dress sense, my favourite suit colour would be a yellow suit or maybe a bright red suit. That would be really nice because that's, that's really... These sort of colours are very vibrant. I like that sort of thing. No, I'm forced to wear a, a black suit or a, or a dark grey suit. Boring. Horrible. You know, flat. I don't like it. Um, so, yeah, I'm yeah, okay. thinking about it, Vince. I'm persecuted, aren't I? Because I, <laughs> I can't dress the way I want to dress. I'm not going down that road. But I think it's something that must be made... The world must be made aware of this. Mm. more so because it can cause problems and there's problems out there already that are being caused that can be alleviated if canada canada can bring out shaped traffic light systems then why can't the rest of the world that's a great start shaped traffic lights you know round square diamond shape powder triangle whatever you want to do well i'm looking now for shapes rather than colors that's brilliant and so easy to do will they do it Nah, but I did it with electric wiring, Vince. I did it with domestic wiring, so it can be done. It can yeah. be done. Now, that was obviously done because of colour blindness. Couldn't have been done for anything else, Vince. Can't be any other reason than, than domestic electric wiring was changed. I can't remember who started it or why it was changed, but worldwide it, worldwide it changed. And that must have been because of colour blindness. Now, if they can do it for one thing, they can do it for other. Now, I don't, I'm not one for ramming change down people's throats because we're up We've got that with the PC brigade every bloody day of our lives. But there are certain things in this world that would be a lot easier for my children and grandchildren and, and, and all the other kids, not for me, uh, kids to come uh, who, who will be afflicted by colour blindness, probably won't even know it. You know, if it, So if you didn't even know you were colour blind, but the traffic light system is based on shapes as well as colours, then everyone's going to be happy. Every colour blind person that even didn't know it He's going to be happy because he's going to be able to see the, uh, the traffic light system very clearly. Okay, um, I'm I'm looking at, I'm looking at another page uh, because as we're talking, obviously things that you're saying are prompting thoughts. Uh, Colour blindness and dangers and limitations. I'm looking at. Uh, obviously, they've come up very quickly with uh, traffic lights. The second one, they say colour blindness and sunburn. Any reason why they would put that to me, do you think? No idea. I'm, not, I'm in the sun all day. I do get burnt. Yeah, I, I can't lie out in it. I have to be careful with it. In fact, I've got a problem with the sun. The minute I've got to wear special creams and I have to have... I'm going to see the dermatologist next week. I go every six months to burn little... Um, could be like precancerous things off my skin. Okay, so they, um, they are talking... Whether, that, whether yeah. there's any link with that, I've never even thought about that. Um, okay, and then they go on to colour blindness and food. Any problems that you've come across with food? Well, sorry, I missed that first bit because it's breaking up a bit. What was it uh, that you said? Colour blindness and food. And food. Yeah. yeah, I eat everything. There you are. I'm overweight, Vince, because I'm bloody... I knew it! Eureka! Fantastic! <laughs> Stop the bus! 
I'm colourblind, therefore I am fast. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I can hang, I, I, I'm so thankful for you, Vince. I now realise why I'm fat. I'm, I'm, I'm colourblind. Um, I, I, I presume uh, things that look good, you will pick up uh, and eat. Now, a lot of stuff is green, which I'm not really in great favour. Green is just the bland colour to me. It's just bleh. You know, but all your vegetables apparently are green and things, so you eat them. So I would imagine, yeah, there would be a, there would be an attraction to me, uh, um, and you know, and and, and, and coloured uh, recipes, you know, something put on your plate that's colourful is going to attract my attention. Well, obviously, flavour drives it, but somebody's got to get you to try it in the first place. So maybe, maybe I don't know. Well, if that's the case, it it, it affects everybody. Colour affects everybody. Mm. So maybe certain colours of foods. Uh, aren't sold to uh, to colourblind people because they don't pick it up so much. They are. There's a good marketing strategy. Well, so that's why people should get into colourblindness. You see, the, the the part of me is thinking: is somebody really looking for just anything to write an article, or is the or, or are there really uh, things that we should be thinking about a lot more? Which, of course, was the purpose of why we made this particular podcast. I mean. Um, you know, there are certain foods um, that, you know, you are aware if you eat your greens, again, going back to language, you know, that was something that we would always hear. Now, obviously, you might have a bit of a clue by what something looks like, but, um, y- you know, unfortunately, it- it's uh, like less severe frustrations as a paragraph they've written in here. Uh, you did mention colouring in in the early days. Weather forecasts they've put down. We may stop colouring in maps while we're young, but the weather on TV still uses shades of blue, green and brown that colourblind men and women may struggle to identify. Well, this is, is, yeah, right. Now, this is where it first came home to me. I've been a massive aficionado of the National Geographic magazine, full of wonderful um, uh, reports and uh, and descriptions worldwide of, of everything. But invariably, it's littered with pie charts and graphs, which, by and large, I can't see. There might be uh, a dozen different things itemised and a colour against each one, and then a pie chart or a graph with these 12 different things on it and their their colours. I haven't got a clue which is which. I've no idea. Uh, It's a very little idea. Blue's always good. Yellow's good. So if I see blue and yellow, I can find that, as long as there's not a purple one there or... Or a pale green that looks like you, then I'm then yellow. Then I've got a problem. Um, that is that is a massive problem to me, and I've never understood it. Now, my son-in-law, bless him, um, a Spanish lad, he actually went to university in, in Ireland, and for his dissertation, he did uh, uh, his project on on colour blindness, and he and he, he and he consulted with me on it, and I was quite chuffed. And he said, "Can I?" He said, "How do you get on with the London tube map?" I said, "With difficulty." Because a lot of them, I haven't got a clue. It will say, this colour is the Jubilee line. This colour is the Piccadilly line. Now, certain ones are yellow and blue. I can see them. But when other colours, others, I don't know whether they're red, brown, green, whatever they are, I have no idea. When they're, I can't see what they are. So he took that on board and he came up with a lot of different designs and, and he came up with a brilliant one, which was basically using symbols. It was a London tube map with, and all the lines were using symbols. They all stood out clear as day to me then. I hadn't got a problem at all, whatsoever. You can still use colours, but use symbols within the colours. Use a diagonal or whatever, or crosshatch. Uh, he he really, perfectly, perfectly, and he, and, he, and he got his degree. So that works. So if 
why why hasn't anybody ever done that, Vince? Well, why is the classic London tube map known throughout the world? You show that picture to any bit. Ah, oh, it's a London tube map. Yeah, classic, classic. Yeah. But I can't ten percent of us blokes can't read it. Well, there's another one that is interesting, which is uh, I'd not heard of this till we're talking today. Ishihara colour test, and this is apparently one of those things where they do test for colour blindness, and it's uh, a hidden number within a panel of yeah. lines. Yeah, that's the classic one, yeah. Now, that, that goes through the internet quite often, doesn't it? But nobody's ever associated it with colour blindness. It's just been, can you see the number? And then it goes through and people make the comments. Um, that, that, yeah, that, that is the classic um, colour blind test, is, is the number. You're shown a, 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 a round picture, uh, which is full of coloured dots. And apparently within that round picture, there's there's a number written in a certain combination of colours, which normal people will see. If you can't see it, then you're colourblind. And I can tell you from, from which ones you're struggling with, what colours you're colourblind to. I keep saying colourblind, Vince, because I know it's, it's what, what we're talking about, but we're not, we're colour, we, we can see all colours, but in our own way, <laughs> all right? So what I see in the way I want to see them. Okay. Uh, they're not the way you you actually may want to see them, but they're, we, we, they're there. Uh, but anyway, um, that test tells whoever's doing it what colours you are in vertical commas colour blind to, um, which you'll have trouble with. Um, and what they're going to do with that after that, I've no idea. But it, it, that's the standard. That's the test I remember doing as a kid, a ten-year-old kid. Okay. This is it now. It's also an app now, and you know, one of these things which. Uh, you know, it's the, for me, I just get fed up with all the apps and everything. But um, unfortunately, Windows is not letting me take the link to that. But if anybody else wants to try and find it, um, it's itemized as color blend. And that seems to be what you look for if you're looking for this particular app. And the app can also tell you what color something is just by pointing your device's camera at it. Uh, which might be good for you, Terry, in actual fact. You know, it, it just... Uh, yeah, I saw that somewhere. I tried to download something, but it didn't happen because um, uh, that would be... Um, that would help as long as I have total faith in the app. They're telling me that I'm looking at is beige or whatever or, or that's green or brown. As long as I can trust it, then that gives me an idea. But at the minute, I, uh, I just take... <laughs> Like with colour paint, I just take a sample of colour off somebody's wall and go to the paint shop with it. So I want that, uh, or I give them a massive colour chart, enormously huge colour charts, which they can choose from. That then gives me a code number. I can read code numbers, Vince. I haven't got a problem with that. Okay. I go on the paint shop and order that code number. So um, it's, it's, they're not insurmountable problems. Okay. Um, Let's bring, um, not meaning it to be an element of brevity, but at the same time, uh, we do know that people talk about bullfighting and the bull, and if it sees red, I think that's probably never been the case, actually. I think no, from what I've true. learned, yeah. don't don't they learn how to follow the cape rather yeah. than the colour of the no, cape? Yeah, it's not true. That's why um, when, when a bull enters a ring, uh, the bull ring, he's basically never seen a man on two feet. On, on the ranches, everyone is on horseback. He only ever sees people uh, on four feet. So if he sees a human, it's a, it's a human that rides a horse. So he sees a human with two heads. One's got a horse's head, one's got an animal's head. 
but he's still got four legs. So when he comes across a human in the bullring, it's never seen a human before in its life. That is why if you're caught trespassing on, uh, in, on a bull-rearing farm, you are in serious trouble because you could be causing the, the death uh, of a bullfighter because if, if the bull that's in, in there, in the, in the field, and you're trespassing and walking, it all of a sudden it recognises a human, well, a, a thing that's walking on two feet and can presumably can gauge how that thing walks on two feet and the next time you see something on two feet is in the bullring and that thing on two feet is trying to kill it. So it gives him, it gives the bull an advantage. So for that reason, to trespass on uh, on a bull on a bull rearing farm is a very very serious uh, problem for for you. It should never be done. Yeah, it should never be done. Okay. I don't advocate bullfight. I actually like it bullfight, and I must admit, done properly. Um, but it, I, I I fully recognise it's a cruel a cruel sport. But then if you eat meat, everything you eat is going to end up that way anyway. So. Uh, Anyway, that's another subject. Yeah. Um, okay. So we were talking the other day about playing, uh, say, golf. Uh, that was one area that you looked at. And I would imagine playing snooker can be a little bit difficult as well. Yeah. Well, do you know, I was watching snooker last night. I like a bit of snooker. And again, it's great on the old 55-inch telly with the colours. It's fabulous. Um, but I was saying to my wife, I said, do you know which is the brand? She says, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's that one over there. I said, because well, that's the one I can't see. If I'm playing snooker, I can't see the brown from the red. Now, being as we're red, green, colorblind is the most common. I haven't got a problem seeing the green on the, on the, on a, on a snooker table. It must be a slightly different shade of green to the green I have trouble with. It's not a, it's not a green grass green, right? So I don't, have a, I don't have trouble seeing the green. I do have trouble with the brown. I cannot differentiate it from the reds at all. Uh, many a time I've been playing snooker, someone said, you just hit the brand. I said, oh, sugar. Um, and that's happened. And, uh, and so, again, I think, sorry, lads, you're going to have to change, change the sport of snooker and introduce a different colour. Mm-hmm. Um, just as you're talking then, I'm looking at uh, warning lights. You know, I'm looking at places yeah. where uh, you could find it difficult because obviously uh, if you've identified very early on somebody telling you you can't be a pilot, my only sort of reasoning that I can understand is if a red light comes on on the panel. But surely uh, anybody driving a good car, that would be the same thing, wouldn't it? Or um, maybe less so these days. No, there's not much in a car that tells you uh, there's another plane coming at you. Um, in fact, my car does, <laughs> where it stops the car. If somebody's coming at me, I'm too close to the, the car in front, it jams the brakes on automatically, so I'm going to worry about that. It gives me a bit of a shock, but never mind. Um, no, in, in, in a car situation, I've never had a problem. Uh, I've never come across a problem. But, um, but there's, there's, I can't think of something that comes on your car that's red or it's green. Uh, I, I can't think of, of a situation where that happens. But in a plane, you've got, I mean, dashboards in cars are very much like planes, aren't they now? We often joke about it. Yeah. You used to have the speedometer and, and, the, and the switch for your, for your windscreen wipers, and that was it. Uh, but now, of course, yeah, cars do look a bit uh, cockpitish. Um, but when you do, when you do, and I do like looking at uh, cockpits, and I've been in a few cockpits, uh, and the looking at that lot, I'm going, if one of these things started flashing red, I wouldn't know it. I wouldn't know it was flashing red. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know it because I wouldn't know if it was flashing green instead. 
Um, so I can understand very much why um, I shouldn't be a pilot. Now, apparently, and this is something else I've read about, is there are some parts of the world where you can be a pilot, but you can't fly at night. Um, so obviously, nighttime changes things. Uh, in as much that what I do know is your, the, your eyesight, um, the way it works, uh, is with two sets of cells. The, the daytime ones are called cone cells. They're the ones with all the colours in, or most of the colours in. They're called cones. And at night time, to help you see at night, see through the darkness, there's rod cells that come into play. Um, so I can only assume that maybe I can see a bit better at night because bright lights really affect me. So bright lights must be affecting my rod cells in my eye. Um, but they affect me. That's uncomfortable. Um, I would have to look away. Uh, but why that would prohibit me flying a plane or, or why that would let me fly a plane in daytime but not at night time, I don't know. I, I've, I've, someone's going to have to explain that one to me. I can't work that one out at all. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, from all the websites I've been to, and I've been to quite a lot to see what I can find, it, yeah. it, it does appear to be that... Um, uh, okay, I'll, I'll read this one here. The UK government recognises that colour blindness can be a special educational need and a disability, but provides no advice or support for schools, teachers and parents, which is what I was saying, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Teachers are not, are not given any training on the issue of colour blindness or upon how to treat colour blind children in a school environment. Colour blind children can face discrimination in GCSE and A-level exam papers too and in summer 2017 for example seven exam papers had sections which were um, inaccessible to students with uh, this particular problem and then it goes on to talk about colour blindness will also affect career choice but colour blind school leavers aren't usually given carers advice uh, sorry that's me that needs it careers advice um, which includes information about which careers they may find it difficult or impossible to follow. Um, so when they fail an army medical or don't need uh, to perhaps um, manage to meet the colour vision standards to become a pilot, um, they also have um, maybe a psychological consequence. I think that's a bit of a lame attempt to link two things that maybe you should know straight away that if you're colorblind, then... Well, the bottom line is, Vince, that there are many, many... The more I think about it, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, there are many things in this world which are prejudicial against colorblind people. Um, we, we've agreed. We're talking about a large percentage of society. A large percentage of society. Yeah. Um, and, and it's unnecessary. Because, as I said before, with, with graphs and pie charts and things, you know, I'm, yeah, okay. Some are good. Some might be using uh, stuff that I can uh, I can read, um, but most of them I can't. Most of them, the, the, the colours, there's no thought gone into it that a colourblind person might be reading this. And because the world, well, maybe a bit like yourself, thinks the world didn't know anything about it. It's it's it's, and I think the world has to know about this. This has to be brought brought about uh, to make change. Slow change. There hasn't got to be fast change. Listen, we've lived with this. We don't. It's not going to stop me enjoying life if, if nothing changes tomorrow. But for the sake of you know, my grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all the kids that are yet to be born, if subtle changes could start to be made, you're going to make their life an awful lot nicer. 
an awful lot easier, an awful lot less complicated, an awful lot bloody safer. Um, okay, well, look, to wrap it up, I think if you tell me I'm wrong, please correct me, but uh, basically most of this is something that you're born with, but you can have a problem after an accident or some illness or something like that. So yeah, that's... Can, yeah, it's, yeah, very, very weird. Yeah. Very weird. You can uh, lose your sight through an accident. So Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can obviously damage damage the, the, the colour side of your vision. Yeah. But 99.999% recurring has got to be through through um, genetically passed on deficiency from your, uh, well, your mother. See, my kids, I've got four kids. None of those can be colourblind through me. It doesn't go to the next generation. I've got two daughters. It goes to, uh, they could have my colourblind gene and they could pass it on to their sons. So it's my grandchildren. And at the moment, I don't, none of my grandchildren that I know of are colourblind. Um, but it's my grandchildren that could be colourblind. It's very rare for a woman to be colourblind for the simple reason they have an X and another X. They have two X chromosomes. We have an X and a Y chromosome being blokes. And the, the, the colorblind deficiencies in the X chromosome. So the, 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 the one in 10 of us or one in 12 of us blokes get a deficiency in the X chromosome and become colorblind. When we pass that on to uh, um, uh, my daughter, for instance, uh, she, she, may, she may well get my, my colorblind X chromosome. But she's got two X chromosomes. And the other X chromosome, which presumably wouldn't be a colorblind chromosome, would would knock out the other one. Therefore, she will not be colorblind. But she could pass it on to her sons. It's it's that's why the women's side of it is so the the numbers are so great. Well, you say it's, it's it's one in one in twelve blokes. You say, and it's one in two hundred women. Yes, well, that's the reason why. Okay. It's very rare for a woman to be colorblind because she's got two X chromosomes. One of them might be. They've both got to be bad, put it that way. They've both got to be uh, colourblind deficiency, X chromosomes, for her to be colourblind. Uh, or, of course, the other way is, of course, she's not actually a woman, she's a bloke. Which, which is like one in 200. It might work out the possibilities of, 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 of the lesbian uh, in, in the female world. What's the, what's the chances of that? So that, that could have, that could, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing about it, but that could well have a, have a, have a leaning on it. But it's also part of the fact that people, sadly, uh, are born physically one way, but mentally another. That could also be a part of it as well, um, uh, which, which is bad enough. It must be bad enough for them as it is. But uh, I'm all in favour now. I'm getting fed up with so many minorities. You can't put the news on, but there's another minority. And when some idiot sits on a, on a, on a, on a national news programme and tells the world that each school's got to have 100 toilets for the different genders combinations of genders that could be available or could possibly be happening in this world, then I think a shout for us colourblind people is a far more serious uh, thing to be recognised. Okay, and we've identified the numbers, we've identified the problem, and uh, let me just say, if there is any kind of support needed, um, then there is a Facebook page, and it is worth maybe having a look and see for oh, yourself. Yeah. It's um, facebook.com forward slash colour blindness awareness and I'm um, just having a quick look that. now okay facebook facebook.com forward slash 
colour-blind awareness. Colour-blind awareness, okay. Yeah. And uh, let's hope that what we've talked about today oh, has highlighted something that uh, maybe other people know very little about. And um, uh, well, Vince, as I said, I know very few people who are colourblind. Very few. But they're there. Statistically, I do know them, but they don't know it. Statistically, they just don't know that they're colourblind. You know. So, and and I know I am. Therefore, as I said at the beginning, I'm very aware of traffic lights. But if somebody doesn't know he's got a blind, maybe he should know. So he can too, but be, be, maybe he's doing it already subconsciously, looking for the shape of the traffic light rather than the actual colours. Uh, and of course, yeah, it's good to know. and importantly for any uh, young mothers who maybe have missed something in their child's development, then this might be another thing to think about. Terry, I'm going to leave it there because we're right on the hour. And uh, they do tell me that uh, normally people concentrate for an hour, then it becomes difficult. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Terry. Cheers, Vince. Thanks very much.